welcome to episode 88 of Shop Talk. I'm your host, Chris Cowan with Cycle Source Magazine, coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. This week on Shop Talk, we caught up with Mondo Porras of Denver's Choppers. Mondo's holding a bike show called American Heat during this year's Reno Straight Vibration, and we talk about that show, the fundraiser to help Kai of Easy Riders, and the state of choppers in general. Also on as our guest for this episode was Joe Stazione, who is the Wind Therapy Director for 22 Kill. Joe told us about the work he does with that program, how he came upon its benefits himself, and where he sees it going from here. Remember, rate and review us after you listen to this program and share us on social media, but more importantly, Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, we go live with another episode of Shop Talk. Okay, Scooter Tramps and Chopper Jockeys all across the land. It's 9 p.m. on the East Coast, Sunday here in Shop Talk headquarters. Coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. And we got a show lineup for you, man. It's going to be awesome. A lot of news to get through. We got two great guests tonight just coming back from some killer events. I'm your host, Chris Callen from Cycle Source Magazine. I'm joined by the crew. What's Hiya. up? What's up, crew? Crew. I'm Heather Callen, <laughs> the, the other half of crew. that one. And I'm the crew. The, uh, the, the crew. crew. Dude, so we were all at events this weekend, but you got to go you got to go to the event, right? Yeah, it was uh it was pretty exciting. Glory days. It was uh it was a it was a good event. A lot of real good turnout, a lot of people, a lot of enthusiasm, tons of cool bikes, good food. Uh, it, the place was packed super early, which was really cool. I give the guys that did it a lot of credit. They they busted their ass. They they put on a good show. All right, favorite and least favorite thing. Honest. Um, the inside of the mill was like the furnaces were still on. <laughs> that, was the, that was my most unfavorite thing. Uh, my favorite thing was the enthusiasm. Everybody like just everybody was together. It was a good group of people. I thought for sure you were going to say tacos and ice cream. I, I didn't eat one thing. No. Really? Oh. Kenny ate like he was going to the chair. Kenny <laughs> didn't miss a thing. Um, yeah, we just, it was just too many people to talk to, too much stuff. There was a lot of, uh, a lot was of Was it overwhelming? No, I mean, not for, I mean, we do a lot of that. So overwhelming for us is, you know, that'd be really hard to do. Yeah. But um, it, it was way more than I thought it was going to be. So I'll tell you the overwhelming thing, the, the biggest thing for me was, uh, you know, Kenny just had, quadruple bypass surgery and me and that fat bastard are putting motor pushing motorcycles up the hill <laughs> so that was uh that was a lot of fun but it was um it was really good i mean for a first event those guys knocked it out of the park um that kurt was a little nervous at first which you know yeah. you know how it is you're doing that the jitter thing we're like dude settle down you'll be you'll be good you'll be good so but it went real well. I'm real happy for him. Well, and I want I want to give him some kudos too, man, because like for us to have that caliber of yeah. event back in Pittsburgh, that was that oh, yeah. was the big thing, man. I yep. mean, and and good for him and and all his guys, all his people for bringing it back. And Iron City Beer, who signed on to it, yeah, really, really appreciate getting go. something like that going on Let at home. Let me tell you, those four girls that worked that booth. Uh, they got their asses beat. They got worked to death. Was, there were you know, only four girls four serving girls. beer yeah, at that event. At the oh, holy they, guacamole. The, the girl that was pouring the beer out of the tap had to have calluses on her hands. By the end of the <laughs> oh. day. That line was massive. We were all standing in a group talking and for maybe 15 minutes and, uh, outside and 
probably 50 people had said, are you in line? Are you in line? <laughs> we, we should move. <laughs> but it was, it was really good. And like you said, for a you local know. event, dude, I had to drive 30 minutes. I know, right? How, what's it like not driving at least 1,500 miles to go to I event? was I actually left early, and I went to, to uh, the Cary Furnace plant via Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I drove five. Just so you could feel <laughs> yeah, good about it. I drove five hours just to get that, you know. No, it was it was uh, it was nice to do it at home. Uh, on top of the fact that, you know, um, the last ones that were done here were were cycle source. Were yep. you know were the events that you know you would put on that we had all done and and there's still some great swap meets. Oh and my stuff god, yeah, and there I mean, is. But the culture is so big here, and yeah, so many people really were excited. That, right? Yeah, so many people were excited about the event actually being back in Pittsburgh and being a part of everything, and it was a uh, the enthusiasm was great. So right on. So um, lots going on. Like I said, we're coming to you live every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with another episode of Shop Talk. You can also catch this after the fact on iTunes, uh, Google Play, and Stitcher as a podcast. All the podcasts are up to date. You can go to motoshoptalk.com, hit any of them. We're up to this. This will be episode 88. So we're getting real close to that 100 point. And um, we can have a party. I think we should have a 100 episode party. I'm really... You know, on that note, we owe everybody a huge apology. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> that we fell off on the podcast portion of it. Um, and I mean, honest, we did. We just got so busy. And once you got backlogged, it's a going pain in the back ass to catch back up. You yeah. know, and the worst part is if you stay stick with it, it's not too bad. It's literally like fifteen minutes, maybe. But you fall behind, and then you have 20 that you have to do, and it's right. a whole day. <laughs> but we are caught up, and we have vowed, based on the three days it took us to do all the work. No more. We never will not again. fall behind again. Never, I never promise again. you. So this one, tonight's show, will be in podcast form tomorrow. Yeah. Um, they complained a lot about it, just like, no, because I don't have to apologize. I don't do that. So, you know, I didn't complain you know, about it. Chris probably all, bitched your ear oh, off about all, and it. And a but, lot, too, by the way, oh, just yeah, to let I you did. know. So you're welcome because I saved you all the aggravation. So <laughs> I, I even, I even put a social media me. meme up. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> working at this computer for 19 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, no. and when he's whiny, he's whiny. You know what I mean? So, uh, so listen, man, we, work. we got a lot going on here. If this is your first time watching Shop Talk, make sure you share us. If you're watching this thing live, share us through all your social media. It goes out in seven different social media platforms. If you're listening to us through podcasts, please rate and review the show. Um, pass on some good marks for us. We can keep Shop Talk moving forward. And um, lots of stuff that we do here. We usually get some event stuff, some interviews, but we start the whole thing off with a little thing we call the news. First up in the news tonight, and it's with heavy heart that I bring you the message that James Monaco, one of our favorite AFT racers, was just um, seriously injured while racing at the Minnesota Mile. Um, we're asking everyone to go check out rookie79.com. They actually have a, uh, a recovery fund up there for them. Uh, we're not sure about any of the details yet, like how severe the injuries or what's going on, but... This, this cat was just with us in Sturgis. We did a podcast with Tyler Porter with his inside line. Um, you can go to Motoshop Talk and check that out. But seriously, seriously, great guy. 
really an ambassador for the sport and we're sending them all of our prayers to to a speedy recovery and um and and please go whatever you can do to help out even just to let them know that we're all out here praying for them yeah he was a really good kid we had him what twice on the show on the inside yeah. line podcast good just genuinely good person to be around um as details come in we will release them but again without having no, and you the know, full scope to, to, to say like I, in, in this last podcast, I used his quote because he said, you know, a lot of guys are out there. He said, I'm just happy to be here. He said, a lot of guys are out there. They have a special bike set up for TTs. They have a special bike set up for the mile. He said, my bike is my TT bike. My bike is my mile bike. That's, that's what a, I have. These guys put a lot into it. So, yeah. you know, they, they do a lot and a lot of these guys don't have insurance. They don't have, you know, no. they, they do right. it from the seat of their pants. It's a shame. Well, and it's not even that they don't have insurance. Some of them are uninsurable right. because it is such a dangerous sport. Yep. So if you have a few extra dollars, yep. I've posted the link to his recovery fund in our comments. Um, James, family, we're all praying for you for a speedy recovery and hope you're back on the track uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, yep. we'll keep everybody posted on his updates. Heavy hearts, we put that one out. Um, Jesse Coombs, uh, another another thing that was hard for us to pass on was the uh, the the news that she had left the planet uh, in an attempt to set a land speed record. But uh, this weekend, was it this weekend at the Peterson Museum? Yes. Pretty sure it was this weekend. They were featuring uh, memorabilia of Jesse Coombs' accomplishments, her various awards, everything. The Peterson Automotive Museum has put on some spectacular motorcycle-related exhibits. And this one, I, I wish we would have had enough time because we, like, we just found out a couple days and boom, it was going on. I wish we would have had enough time to actually had whoever curated this thing on the show because it would have been amazing to pass this on to people. Oh, yeah, she definitely... Well, and her it's legacy a, should live on. That's for absolutely. Sure. And one of the things, and again, I did post um, a link to that in our comment section. But with this, they also launched her foundation. There you go. Um, so they are, whatever good can come from this, they are focusing on that right now. And I think that's how her family is getting through, is focusing on the good and continuing to spread Jesse's joy for life. You know, through her good name and through that work. So please go visit that. And then on the flip side of that, again, in her name, her family has submitted her, her record for, to the Guinness World Book of Records for that. Right on. She deserves it. Um, I jumped don't, ahead of me there. Here, oh, I'm sorry. There, there's that artwork. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. My bad. Um, so also in the news, <laughs> Heather. <laughs> so, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I totally steamrolled you on that. No, it's okay. I mean, it, it's awesome, though. It's awesome, you know, that, that the fact that, you know, everyone said the thing about she went out doing what she loved and everything yeah. else. But, you know, to see that that last run end up as a Guinness Book of World Records for her, that'd be awesome. So, yes, it was. 531.889 miles per hour. Can't say she didn't go out going fast. That's for right? sure. That's kind of going on. So, and that would have broken the previous record in 1976 of 512. So, it had been. 33 yeah. years since that Reddick record had been broken. Yeah. It's amazing how, how long Incredible. But then again, 500 mile an hour. Keep in mind. I couldn't. People have tried driving 55 mile an hour in 28. Sammy Hagar. <laughs> you know, yeah. Sammy Hagar can't drive yeah, 55 can't drive anywhere. 55. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, to drive to work with me one morning, you'll be like, Jesse, you are a freaking rock star. So, oh. so 
I'm bringing this one in. This is in from Forbes magazine, uh, or Forbes <laughs> website magazine, however, however you take it. Uh, Ewan McGregor going for another uh, long-distance drive. Him and Charlie Borman head up the long way up on electric Harley-Davidson's. Now, you remember Ewan's last thing was the long way around where they circumnavigated the globe on motorcycles. And um, the twist here is the electric Harley-Davidson's. Ewan, don't do it. Don't do it. You need a really long cord. (laughs) Now, listen... Personally, have met this cat and got to spend a little bit of time with him, and he is—he is a motorcycle nut through and through. And this is—it's gonna—it's gonna be awesome to to check out what's going on for this whole trip. So we wish him all the best, but don't do it on an electric bike. Bring an extension cord. <laughs> I wonder if that would kill the battery hauling a trailer for all of your extension cords. I wonder how that would work out. Well, I wonder. I mean, where do they stay in heavily populated areas? Is it really, what's really the, what's an adventure? Life? Well, I'm just wondering do they do they have a chase vehicle that brings generators yeah. or, or well, what's I'll tell the deal you what, with that? If Harley Davidson has been looking for a way to prove or disprove <laughs> yeah. the the place for electric motors, they might want to follow them with a mechanic. So, no. so uh, a lot of people have been wondering what's going to happen. You know, the whole Rolling Thunder legacy. Is has been in question. This is in from military.com. It's official and vets will hold Memorial Day rally in DC to replace Rolling Thunder. Nice. So if you've uh you've come accustomed to that, I mean it's a really, really big thing for a lot of people once a year. Um Amvitz made it official Friday. A Rolling Thunder style motorcycle rally will take place next Memorial Day weekend in Washington, DC to honor the nation's veterans. POWs and missing in action. A news release at a conference, leaders of the Veteran Service Organization, American Veterans, better known as AMVETS, said they would continue the tradition of the annual three-day rally of thousands of motorcycles in the nation's capital for the 2020 Memorial Day. Good for them, man. Go support the people that have given you freedom. Yeah, and let us do all this crazy yeah, bullshit yeah, that's we do. Right. got to believe in those people. Well, let's stop here for a second. Blonnie, what do you got in from social media? Man, people killed it with shares. We're up to 133. Nice. You guys rock. Thank nice. you, thank you, thank That's you, thank you. That's what makes it work right there. So, yeah, without those shares, we can't come back every week because... That's kind of why Russ Brown sponsors our studio. <laughs> no, they sponsor no. our studios because they truly, truly love motorcycling. We had the pleasure of talking with one of their um, operatives. One, one of their operatives earlier in the week. And you could hear his passion for motorcycling just through his conversation. Um, and that's why, too, like when you go to rallies and you see, you know, Russ Brown everywhere, like, you know, they're sponsoring everything, big rallies, small shows. That's why, like, behind that is it's really driven by passion. It's really from people who dig this. Okay, wait a minute. Oh Breaking news. Xavier Muriel Stop is watching it. No, Shop he Talk. is not. Shut the front Holy, door. Shut the front door. And he said that they're going to need the pink bunny for sure for Ooh. you. And <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I can't believe Hava's here. Right. Mm. That's so cool. Drum roll. <laughs> He's the one that does the drum roll. How are we going to do that? Oh. X, do a drum roll right now. All right. We're all listening. Jump it back to the news for a minute. Um, this is kind of interesting uh, because everybody's been so up in arms about trade and, you know, What's going to happen? As India, U.S. head towards trade truce, will India cut tariffs on Harley-Davidson? 
Trump had said that the decision of the Indian government to reduce the tariff on the Harley Davidson motorcycles from 75 to 50 percent was not enough. On many occasions, Trump even threatened to put a reciprocal tax on Indian bikes, which he w has wrongly claimed to be selling in thousands in the U.S. <laughs> so, yeah. That's all I like about him. That's, that's he has a, a great sense of humor, you know? Just a horrible sense of timing. <laughs> <laughs> so that almost goes down as batshit crazy dudes, but... Um, <laughs> that guy's out. He's got, a, he's got a great sense of humor. Here's, here's something. And what he likes, about he likes China? Oh, boy. Like, if we're gonna adjust some tariffs, yeah, you're not kidding. Let's get down with that. What's a what's a Jeep Grand Cherokee going for now in China? Like a hundred and eighty thousand dollars? Jesus! I know they were uh, a, a few years back the old Impalas. Remember Ollie's Impala? Those things were selling used. You can buy them here for five hundred dollars. They're selling for like twenty grand in mm. China. No, it's nuts. Yep. I need to get a couple of them over there. And I dig a good Impala. Do we know anybody you know. with a boat? Laurent LeBurn. <laughs> oh, now oh, X just shut the radio. Right? Shut his Facebook this off. This is from nice. WHEC. Uh, <laughs> Indian motorcycle recalling bikes over taillight concerns. Oh, 2019 okay. Indian chieftains recalled. Uh, the company has determined that the taillights are too bright for the brightness intensity requirements Whoa. defined by the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standard. Those guys are telling you. Due to the increased intensity, other drivers may have a problem determining if brakes are engaged, increasing the risk of collision. Okay, wait a minute, wait. dumbass. If you think, be on all the time. Yeah, and if you think a motorcycle has its brakes on, yeah, slow, down. slow down. If you think maybe a motorcycle doesn't have its brakes on and you're up his ass, slow down. Or, Here's or, a good idea. Stay away from the back of my motorcycle. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sorry, but technology, again, I will say it again. Technology is going to be the downfall of society. I oh, saw yeah. a commercial. I, I don't even know what kind of car it was for, but I know that it sounded an alarm when a truck was passing it. If you can't see that there's an 18-wheeler yep. passing you or you're not paying attention, <laughs> get off the road. Right, don't yeah. drive. Yeah. Please, for the love of God, stay home. You know the other thing that cracks me up about the technology in automobiles also is they're putting these elaborate, big stereos and, and uh, driver centers in. How about pay attention to the goddamn road at this point? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Quit playing with the radio. Uh, Quit trying to set your, you know, guys this is a left great or show. right of you. This is a great show. Normally, I'm the one that sounds like a grumpy well, old bastard. And <laughs> yeah. you too hey, now. that's my job. Huh? All, we're all just, like <laughs> just sitting here bitching. We should be the two old guys on the Muppets, but three of us. Right? You hey, are the two old guys on the Muppets. That was my dad and Ernie. We need to take them steps, you know? <laughs> but no, they are. They're just taking more and more accountability away Oh, they are from, from the driver. The, from the driver. From your responsibility, like, but then that's what's Although wrong I'm with not going to lie, if I had a car that could parallel park for me, I'd probably take I don't that. Know. There, there's another thing. If you can't parallel park a car, you shouldn't be driving a car. You yeah, know what I, I mean? can't parallel park a car. And, and listen, yeah. well, I, if you live in an area where you have to parallel park, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I prefer to think of myself not like the Muppet guys anymore. I'm the guy from uh, what's his name? Jeff Dunham. Oh, Walter. Oh, Walter. Walter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so going to be Dumb to get ass. off my lawn. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> get off my oh. lawn. All right, man. So listen, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into the second part of the show here, where we start taking some uh, guests and stuff and all that stuff. But real quick, we're gonna do some business with the show. So stick around. We'll be right back with more shop talk. Over 40 years ago, Russ Brown set out on a mission to help injured riders. We fight for the rights of riders every day because we are riders and we know what you're going through. 
If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, don't fight the insurance companies with just any lawyer. Call 1-800-4-BIKERS. These guys will have your back. If you go down, call Russ Brown. Motorcycle Attorney! impossible to believe that we're advertising for the sons of speed race for bike toberfest the willie show willie's tropical tattoo chopper time where'd time go wait. oh my god dude like this year was insane this year so was you, insane yeah I mean, willie's is thursday sons of speed is going to follow up on friday um i'm ready because then again, I don't want winter to come. So the longer I can stay in warmer temperature, the happier I am. Hey, you know what I'm ready for? Oh, boy. What? The Hella Mega Tour. Oh, God. <laughs> You're back with that. So let me tell you, already I have blocked those vi- those commercials oh, from my, my Facebook page. They're horrible. Because I mean, I like I don't social media a whole lot except to see what's going on with Cycle Source and of course Nugget Bum and Mr. Small's Instagram. You know that's a priority. But uh, the number of ads I've seen for the Hella Mega Tour already have been annoying, and I'm over it. Me too, Missy. You, you know, can't st- wait for the Hella I'm Mega still Tour. Stuck, I'm still stuck on the fact that that's what they picked to advertise. So uh, I can tell you, over this weekend, that was a big conversation. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah. It came up a bunch about. Actually, at one point, one old guy said, "What the hell's a Weezer?" So, <laughs> which I, I got a pretty good kick out of. Like, seriously, man, it's a, it's a band, you know? He said, "I've seen a lot of Green Days, but I've never seen a Weezer. What's a Weezer?" Dumbass. Yeah. I don't understand the whole thing. Like I said, how do you how do you pull that as the only thing that you promote? You know? I'm yeah. a little bit lost. Well, again, I just they're it, it, hey, yeah. and listen, get, you know, let's get let's get this on the record right now. It's not bad to sponsor a, a show series like that, reaching out to young adults. It's not bad to sponsor an indie car to reach out to, you know, the racing demographic. Right. But at the bottom of it, man, like this is a time where motorcycling really, really needs bolstered. Yep. Motorcycling, like all these events that are going, look, uh, like how much difference do you think if if a company like Harley-Davidson came in and threw $10,000 at the Glory Day show for Pittsburgh, yep. what oh kind of God. a difference do you think that would have made Oh, my God, it would have been, oh been huge. Oh. It would have been so, huge. The, the funny yep. thing was what I had heard a lot was in – you know, we had had this conversation multiple times. Um, what I had heard a lot was people saying that um, I, I need to pull their name off my motorcycle. I'm not advertising for it. I've already bought it. 
Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And that's like sad that it comes down to because for years, you know, we were growing up, man. Harley was in your blood. Oh, you know what that, I mean? It you was, got that shit tattooed. Yeah, yeah, that was the shit. Now people are saying, you know, I'm covering this up and I'm pulling that name off there. Screw them, you know? Which, yeah. hey, whatever. Business is business. I get it. Right. But come on. Well, and it doesn't again, make sense. I think they're just, they're looking Lost? too far. <laughs> they're looking too far ahead they are, and I they're agree. skipping the now. Yep. Because, you know, like eventually, yes, Amelia will eventually end up on a Harley Davidson. But she's 21 years old, finishing college. It's going to be probably 10 years yep. from now, unless her dad decides to build one with her. You know, and I, Amelia, if you're watching, I did say with you because he won't do it for you. Nope. Um, but uh, it is it's at least 10 years before she can even start to see out of that student debt. That's it. I mean, I understand reaching towards the future and giving a little bit to, um, you know, giving a little bit to. You know, to the kids, to the people that are coming up that are going to pull this up behind us and all that. But hey, wait a minute! You can't say that you can't use the for the kids line. That's I know. That's teaching. That's line. teach, I'm gonna, man. I'm going to teach. Like, I'm sorry. He's, he's got that on lock. It's for the kids. I agree with you. <laughs> no, but I'm, that's pretty much where I stand on that. I mean, if you, I understand. Like Heather said, move ahead for look for give these people. But you know something? Right. That's our job. You know what I mean? How about keep supporting us? Keep finding a way for us to be able to keep going right. by those bikes. Funny, poor Russ never made it to the show yesterday because his new Harley was back at the dealership with no, no fluid in the transmission. Oh. A non-recalled recall, oh, apparently. So he was pissed. But even if they could make it easier for the people that are here and right. now right. to... Even maintain their own their their motorcycles. Yeah, we have a 2003 Ultra Classic. We can't go to the Harley dealer and just buy parts. Right. They have to order them all. Yeah, they don't have anything in stock anymore. And never mind you know? my 97 Sportster. Yeah. So anyway, man, listen, let's get off the soapbox here. Um, coming up, our first guest of the hour is uh, putting on a little show here. You might have heard of Reno Street Vibrations. You might have heard of a little company named Devers Choppers. And you might know our next guest, Mondo. Um, gonna be a killer, killer time in, inside the Silver Legacy Casino. Me and Mark are loading up the trailer as we speak. We got tons of bikes ready to go. We're out. fighting. Oh, we're we're so Dana fighting. Just shut the computer off. Just let you know. You just said <laughs> but um, we're gonna we're gonna go real quick here to the phone lines and see if we can get Mondo on to talk about the American Heat Custom Bike Show coming up next weekend. Oh boy. Mondo, how you doing, man? You're live on Shop Talk. Oh man, this, this is a big deal. Thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, always, it's always it's always fun to be on with you and talk to you and everybody out there. Dude, it's so it's it's a really big deal for us. Like we've been we've been counting down the days until we could leave for Reno and, <laughs> and get to this show to get to hang out with you, man. Like it's gonna be so awesome. Needless to say, we have to leave four days early because it's a hell of a drive. You know, but. I, I, I know what it's like to deadhead, oh, brother. I know oh, yeah. what it's like to deadhead. You know, you, some things you just got to do. But oh. uh, we're so excited that you're coming. I've been telling everybody and, and doing uh, Instagram and, and, and letting everybody know you guys are coming. This is a big deal to get you guys out here on the West Coast. You know, mm. yeah, you're, you're you're on the East Coast most of the time to get you. I know you go to Texas and other places, but to have you coming to our show here in Reno, it's uh, 
it's one of the highlights uh, of our show this year. And, and uh, I want to thank both of you guys for taking the time and the effort. Well, I'll tell you, from, from me, it's an, it's an honor. I mean, I've been Absolutely. looking up the stuff that you've been building, and you're one of the people that I've based, it, you know, like even Chris Why said, we do this based shit. the stuff yeah. on stuff you've done, man. You are... You're the guy that the pictures, your bikes were the posters in the shops and stuff that I had. So to be invited <laughs> to this for you, dude, it's you can't imagine yeah. what an honor it is to not only, you know, be somebody that I can walk up to and say hello to and how are you doing, but uh, to be invited to your shows is pretty pretty off the charts for me. So well, you know, and uh, uh, I always love going to your bike shows. I mean, that's that's a real real uh, exciting thing for me is to had the Sturgis and be able to go to a cycle source. Uh, uh, bike show because they're always first class and and, uh, and nice people and, and you put on one hell of a bike show and, and uh, I just I just kind of I kind of learning from you a little bit how to do bike shows you know. Well, I'm gonna totally throw them both under the bus. They still <laughs> uh, they Mondo. Just so you know, they fangirl over you. Oh, I can't believe you're doing this. They do. Just <laughs> well, so be, you know, you're it, that guy for them. They there, fangirl over you. There's very few people. Well, you know, you, you know, uh, Heather. It's just. It's just when you, when you get old, you know, it's, it's one of those old guy things. You know, they give you the gold watch. <laughs> no, they give you the Hall of Fame not, and the this and the that. Yeah. The Cycle Source Magazine, Man of the Year, which is one of the biggest prizes I've ever received in my <laughs> life, is, is to be a Man of the Year for Cycle Source Magazine. And and uh, all that, you know, it's just, uh, and, and the thing is, uh, the whole key to this thing is, it's not that I'm a better bike builder than anybody else. It's just that I've been around a long time and made more mistakes and learned by my mistakes. And that's what it takes. Yeah, but you also very openly share that. And yeah, you share yeah. your wisdom and your knowledge and you make yourself available to people. And that's what makes them, or and even me, yeah, you the, know, yeah, the bikes, look up to you. Yeah, because you're right. the, you the, don't hide in the corner and yeah, you're the open. The and aren't the thing. You're right. I mean, she's 100% right. The bikes and all... Sure, it's a great thing, but the bikes when you sit ass. down, yeah, I mean, sure, it's a great thing, but when you sit down and actually meet the guy behind the bikes, they make a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Well, well, you know, I, I had a I had a terrific mentor in Denver. You know, he passed away in 1992 in a tragic drag boat racing accident when him and I were racing drag boats. But uh, he he taught me a lot. He was older than me, and and me as a kid hanging out at the shop, and then getting into building bikes with him. And, and and just you know my best friend and everything he taught me a lot about people and he said you know mondo he says people come into the shop all from all over to see us and, you know this is before the advent of tv or anything else it was just the magazines but denver's choppers was known worldwide and people would come in from everywhere and uh, he says it, it doesn't matter which which uh, nationality creed color religion you are you know you you don't choose that in life you just uh you know, everybody is equal, and he treated everybody the same with so much respect when they came into the shop, and and uh, and he was honored that you were there. And I just kind of took it, took what he taught me, and, and tried to live that in in my life. Is that uh, when anybody comes to the shop, you know, even when I had my shop in Vegas, and now I'm in Reno, I always take the time to stop and and give them a tour of the shop and walk around, talk to them, get to know them, and stuff like that. And the way I I I, I I feel about that is that, uh, you know, they could be anywhere else in the world or anywhere else in the country, but they took the time to come see me and Denver shoppers. So I'm certainly going to take the time to spend with them. And, and, uh, you know, you, you, you get what you give and get, you know, it's just one of those things, you and know, that, and, and that's and, exactly uh, why I feel the way I feel about you. Yep. Exactly. exactly I what wish. you just said yes, sir. is exactly why, because you know, something, 
you're one of probably the most humbled people I, that I've ever met. To be in the position you're in in the motorcycle you know, industry, you know as well as anybody how it is, to take the time and... and hey, and, and you know what? What else you can say? One of the most real people, too. Yeah. Because when, Mondo, when Mondo's sad about something, he'll be sad in front of everybody. Right, when he's right. pissed, he'll be pissed in front of everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... He, he, yeah. he doesn't keep it. It's he is he is who he is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right yeah. there. Yeah, to me, the, that's, yeah, that's I, I've, uh, yeah. I, I've I've teared up a few times in front of crowds just thinking about people that I love that are no longer here or people that have meant so much to me. And and a, a good example of that was when I was uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame in Sturgis a couple of years ago, and uh, Gerald and Casey did a tremendous uh, video. Yeah. of the life of Denver Choppers, you know, over 50 years, you know, and it showed all these pictures of the past and, and all the bikes we built in Denver and a lot of the pictures and stuff like that. And I was looking at that, and then I looked over the table that we had in the corner. You know, they put us in the corner, the yeah, black yeah. shirt crew. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you were there, Heather, you were there, yes. and they had us in the corner. And I looked at, the, at that corner, and I thought, look at all these people that gave up everything. They could be anywhere else. They need to be somewhere else. But they took the time to come sit at my table. And the Sugar Bear was there, Billy Lane. You know, they went on and on, the people, that, the talent that, that was at our table. And I even mentioned that from the, the podium. I says, that talent sitting in that corner, I'd put them up against anybody in this whole, whole room full of people. Yeah, it was so And the cool. talent it that was... was sitting in at the corner of our table, and it – and it brought a tear to my eye that looked. I looked at my past and my life with, with Denver on the video. And then I looked at all you guys, and it just I lost it. You know, it just uh, it meant so much to me that that all you guys take the time to to honor what we're doing. But uh, you know, and like I told you before, we kind of broke the glass ceiling with me getting in, inducted in the Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. Because I always thought it was you had to be a hamster to be. Uh, <laughs> to be in the Hall of Fame, and I thought, you know what, for once they picked a real biker that's lived the lifestyle for 50 years, built you, bikes, and I yeah, thought, you, can wear a black you know, shirt. we broke the glass, we broke the glass <laughs> ceiling, okay, it's on, guys, now yeah. it's, now it's oh. we're going to change this whole thing. And then yeah. look, year after you, Ron Paw is yeah. right behind you, yep. you know Yeah, I mean? like, yeah, and awesome. boy, there's a guy that deserves it there. Yes, sir. That, you talk about a humble man, that, uh, he's just he's so soft-spoken, and, yeah. and, you know, you walk into his 140,000 square foot facility, and you see a guy over there bending tubing or, 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 you know, just, he looks like one of the workers. Yeah. And if you didn't know him, you just thought, well, that guy just real quiet. He's over there working, right. but it's Ron Powell, the owner of Paco, <laughs> you know, it, it has done so much for the industry. And, I know. And, uh, I heard he's the first one in and the last one out every day. Would you yep, expect any yep. of us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of know that feeling myself. You know, I've done it for years, but uh, you know, when you live the lifestyle, like we do, it's not a job. Yeah. It's 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 uh, uh, something that you're blessed to be able to be doing. I, God, I get to say, I, you know what? I get to go build choppers every day. For yeah, a little bit. That's so awesome. You know, and, yeah, <laughs> and and meet awesome people and travel around the country. And, and God, what a great great thing! And be on you know podcast with you guys. And, you know, this thing goes all over the country. It probably goes into Canada, everywhere else. Oh yeah. And to be on to be on the podcast and talking to people from all around the world. Who would have thought? You know. 30, 40, 50 years ago that I'd be sitting here doing this. You know, I'm just a humble guy building bikes and riding them and, and thankful for all the experiences that I've had through the years. Hey, and and then, uh, we're, we're still living them. We're, yeah. still, we're still making memories, you yeah, guys. Every day. 
that's something to bring up here real quick for everybody out there that's watching us from around the world because I know Kiwi Mike's brother is watching us in New Zealand. He watches us religiously down there. You know, all our friends overseas, all our friends here on the West Coast, on the East Coast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to know more about the show, throw your comments up on social media. No matter which social media channel you're watching from, they all file in to one place. We can get them all, and uh, we'll try to get them answered for you, whether it's a question for us or for Mondo while we're talking to him. But let's take a minute now and talk about American Heat. So how does how does this get started? Where does this come from? What's what's well, the skinny? Okay, here, here's what's going on. This is the 25th anniversary of Street Vibrations, and Street Vibrations was put on by a guy named Randy Burke, and he, he travels around putting on bike shows. This is his main bike show that he does, but I know he used to do one of Palm Springs and one in Washington State. And, and he, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's the guy that puts on these, these events. And what happens here in Reno, it, it takes over the whole town of Reno and then Carson City and the surrounding areas, Lake Tahoe, uh, uh, Virginia City. All these, all these little towns fill up just kind of like a little mini Sturgis going on. Where there's there's a lot of stuff going on here in Reno. The 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 red and white put on a, a this is a this is something that's really cool. They put on a cat house poker run where you actually start uh, at the Harley Davidson dealership and you go out to all the cat houses around Carson City and, and uh, just outside of Reno. There's a lot of a lot of brothels. So you go get your your poker card at the brothel and you get to go in and see the girls and see how the, how everything functions and works and and uh, then you move to the next one and at the end of the end of the day you end up having going and having a big party and a band and everything else. So that's a big deal and I know this is they've been doing that for over 20 years putting on that run. So that's that's kind of exciting and then we have Virginia City which is an old town uh, the western town that's about about 20 minutes out of Reno. And if you're old enough to remember the, 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 the TV program, Ponderosa, yes, sir. This, is the Virgin, this is the Virginia city they used to go to. Yeah. And Virginia city was a silver mining town. And they, they had uh, over 200,000 people living there at one time. And uh, this is where the uh, silver was catac- They had catacombs underneath the city and, and the silver mining that came out of there and they took the money from that. And that's what built San Francisco. No so kidding. you get to go. You get to go go through the old, uh, old saloons and the boardwalks and stuff like that. And they still got a lot of the, the opera house, the old churches, the old bars, okay, Boot you, Hill. You, all that stuff is still there. So it's like you go back in time. So you got to you got to stop. You got to stop because you're getting me in deeper trouble as you talk. So Mondo, <laughs> I, I they're leaving me home just so you know. And well, I'm not know. happy about this at all, uh, even a little yeah. bit. So well, you're just digging the well, hole a little deeper for him. Well, he, 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 I'm sure he's going to have his press credentials on and covering this from an objective view. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Nice It's not even that. It's, I, I want to go do this. I, yeah. I want to go do this. And the fact that I can't. Is bumming me out yeah, I, big I, time. Oh, I wish you, I, I wish you could come. It's it, his fault. It, so you can blame. Him. Tell him that he should have brought me. I got a little. I got a little. <laughs> I got a little talk adventure. from. I got a little talk today too that it's only two days before you go where I want to go with you. So yep. yeah, Dave's yeah. a little upset too. It's just and and it is. It's coming out to see you. It's coming out to see all this cool iconic stuff that you know our lives. We've looked. We've looked yep. into all that stuff all of our lives. So yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, exciting. So, it's awesome. So, so for people that haven't been. Here. Here, this is a pretty cool deal. It's like going to uh, 
Daytona Beach uh, you know, for the first time for yeah. their deal. It's like going to Sturgis for the first time. This is our this is a West Coast deal, you know, and, yeah. and coming here for your first time, you get the, the West Coast flavor. And a lot of bike builders will be here. Like I said, Sugar Bear will be here. And and then uh, uh, that uh, bike we just built for that movie. The um, Golden Pan. The Golden, the golden Bike. Boys, it'll, yeah. it'll be there. And then uh, uh, Chopper Magazine will be there with Dave Nichols. Um, and I think even the representative from the new Easy Rider people Dude, will be I was, there. So I was so, so excited. I have to tell you that. As a, as a Chopper nerd from like when I was a little kid, to see that those guys are bringing back Chopper Magazine, I mean, that was, people talk about, like, what was OG and what was the original and stuff. Like, yeah, that was it. That was yeah. way back. You then. know, I, I, that was, you weren't born yet, I don't think, but uh, uh, but that magazine was just a little tiny magazine. Yeah, it was a fan. And, Ed Roth, and Ed Roth put it out. And the Dave Mann paintings in that the, the would come out in that magazine, some of the old iconic paintings, uh, Ed Roth would put his name on them. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people and, didn't know that. A lot of people yeah, didn't know those, those early Dave Mann paintings. And there's a whole collection of those. But uh, yeah. I remember Denver and I used to go down to Ed Roth Studios in Maywood, California, in Southern California. would go down there because that's when Denver was building. And Ed Roth was building those Volkswagen trikes. Yeah. And he had put Denver front ends on them. And well, what, just, wasn't one of the most the most famous one of those that... that Roth signed of Dave Mann's was that El Forcero's. Yeah. Yeah, it was that, yeah. like that party yeah. scene in the cave. Isn't that yeah. something? There's a yeah. bunch of them like that. And the Tijuana run and the Hollywood. There was, you know, um, uh, Dave Mann was an El Forcero. Oh, I didn't And know. those weren't, yeah, yeah, he was an El Forcero. And that was one of the original chopper clubs for the Midwest. Yeah. And and they talk about history. Then you talk about the El Forcero's and they're, there's history there, you know, and, and yeah. some of Dave Mann's paintings were of some of those guys, and, and that's iconic, you know. And so this magazine's coming back, I think a quarterly deal, and uh, so it's 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 nice, you know, it's nice to have a chopper magazines out there, and, I, the, the, and the, what you guys do to 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 keep this thing alive, this like I always say, keep this thing of ours alive. With, no, with very, your magazine, cool. you know, and very cool. with your magazine, it just, uh, what would we do without you, you know? I want to, I, uh, I actually want to get those guys on the show and, and find some ways that we can promote together and pump that up because I think it's, I think it's awesome that they got that back up and running and, and especially well, now, now you're like, going to have the opportunity because, uh, yeah. your booth will be next to Dave Nichols booth and Dave, Dave stepped in with, uh, to, to run, uh, I believe, the Chopper magazine. Yeah. So so that'll be cool. And talking about uh, Easy Rider magazine of, of past, you know, that just changed hands. Kai, Kai, Kai from uh, Easy Rider yeah. um, is, is suffering from cancer right now, and, and we're doing a promotion for him. I'd like to get, take a minute to talk about that if, Please. You, if you don't mind. Please, I got we'll a picture For all you right people now. out there, if you ever had a bike and Easy Rider magazine or read stories about him. He used to run under the pen name of Tripper and uh, the Red Baron, and I don't know what other names he would ride under. But he was, if your bike was in there, it's pretty much he wrote the story on the bike. He's the guy you talk to, and, and he had put pen to paper and do these nice stories about you and your bike. And, and he's done, done it for over 30 years with Easy Rider. Well, when we were in Sturgis, in fact, uh, Chris, you were there. When we got the news, I got a, 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 a 
text message from his wife that he had brain cancer. And, uh, of course, it struck me really hard because he's one of my best friends. And uh, um, and we decided to write then and there, let's start a GoFundMe page to help Kai out. I know I've talked to him lately. He's going through radiation mm. and chemo right now. And I think it's a 32-day deal. And then you take a month off and they check it out and then go back for another 32 days. It's Anybody, you know, that's just putting poison in your body and anybody that's gone through it, you see how devastating it is. But he's a brave guy and he wants to beat this thing. And and so what we're doing at the, the Reno show, uh, the Street Vibrations uh, show inside the Reno ballroom that we're putting on, is we're going to raffle off a really nice rolling chassis. And the proceeds, of course, will go to Kai in his time of need. So $20 a raffle ticket and... The the the, buy, the rolling chassis was built by Paco and myself, and um, I think that's a good cause is, is for us to come together, come together and take care of one of our brothers that that's, uh, that needs our help right now, you know, and and uh, and you guys supporting this thing and and you guys being there, this gives us a, a bigger opportunity to get the word out that that Kai needs needs our help right now. So I just put a link to that GoFundMe in our comment section. If anybody wants to hit that up and help Kai out, just click on that, and it'll bring you straight to his his GoFundMe page. Yeah, um, and, every and, penny counts. Yeah, and if anybody knew him, you know, you'd always see him at the Easy Rider bike show. Very soft spoken, gentle man, and and just uh, uh, just as friendly as can be, and and. Uh, a friend to all, you know, and he'd always take the time to listen. That's what I always liked about Kai. Was, you know, he he was a he, he is a, such a good soul. And you know, you know and, that's and, one of the that's one of the hardest things about this. Like, there was about two minutes that there was a lot of money in this in this whole motorcycle thing. And if you're a reporter, a photographer, there was probably even only fifteen seconds of that. Yeah. There was money, so. A lot of us, man, like spend our whole life devoting all our time and all our effort to this. And, you know, in the end, there's no there's no golden parachute. There's no there's not even a gold watch, really. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, so well, I know. So you run into some hard times like this cat. Like the reason why we're putting this out there, like everybody get together and, and help this cat out is because like the shit gets deep in a hurry. And even if it's just and this is what I said from the beginning, even if you go hit Kai's Facebook page and send him some words, send him some love and like, you know, he's. He's going to be going through a hell of a time and yeah. just knowing that all those years were spent towards a good cause, being part of this amazing community, make the yeah. world a difference. Yeah, you know, uh, you couldn't have said it better, you know, and, and uh, yeah, well, the, you know, we do this for the love and you and I have talked about that. There's no no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. We're not mm. getting rich and building bikes or yeah, no, this is living this well, lifestyle. Definitely a way of we life. Do, we, do, we do it be because we love it. I mean, yeah. there's other ways we could have gone and probably been a little bit more profitable and, uh, you know, had a better existence than what we have, but it's, it's our way of giving back to something that it's in our blood and it means so much to us. And, and yeah, Jesus, me yeah. and Mark stopped working in the strip clubs for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were making, we were making gave, a good gave up a good life. If hey, it, but I but to tell you, you're probably making more <laughs> than the strip clubs, you know. Those oh. things will be expensive. Yeah, tip outs can be a bitch, you know. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but again, that's I mean, in real life, that's where, you know, this is this is our life. This isn't a work yeah. or a job, and like you said, I mean, we live this every day, yeah. you know. Yeah, 
It's yeah. tough. Yeah. And you know, there's there's people out there that wish they could do what we do. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. The thing yeah. is, you can you can if you just put your mind to it. Okay. It's not rocket scientist, and I'm living proof of that. You know that this is this is something that anybody with some common sense can go out and, and put parts together and, and build some cool stuff and. And, and uh, I'll, you know, I'll tell you what, man, every once in a while I'll get a little salty because I got to work a little bit harder than maybe the guy down the street. And maybe I'm, you know, have a little too many responsibilities in a day. And then something happens like the story that we've all watched Carlos Amador go through over the last right. couple of years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I sit down after something like that, adjust my perspective. And I'm like, man, thank you for let me be who I am today yeah. and for what I'm doing because it could be a lot harder for me. And again, you find yeah. out you find out how strong people are. Spend five minutes with Carlos. I mean, oh, there's yeah. a solid, there's a guy that appreciates everything that he has right now. Yep. You know, like loves, yeah. you know, loves yeah. life right now. Yep. And it was so yeah. close. It's that simple. It can all happen that yeah. fast. Well, look, look at, we just lost Jesse. Yeah. Jesse right. Holmes, right. you know, and, and doing what she and, loved. And, Doing what she loved. Right. And the thing is, uh, we had her and I had been talking, and I had dinner with her in Sturgis. Her and Billy Lane and Gerald and I sat down one night in Sturgis and had dinner. And she was showing me the pictures on her phone of, of her racing that land speed car and that she had had an accident before. And she was telling us about it, telling Billy about it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was nice to sit down and just talk to her, just like, you know, she just one of us, you know, just sitting there yeah. and talking to us, you know. And we and and she was talking to Billy, and she goes, "Yeah, Billy, once I get past this land speed record, I want to come over and race those bikes with you." Oh, that and, and awesome. she she yeah she wanted to go do that, and uh, her and I were talking about some projects together, and uh, I'd seen her around and stuff, and she goes, "Yeah, we got to get together and do something," and uh, you know, and and the next minute she's gone, you know, and and uh, what a what a spirit and what a what a lovely individual she oh, was, yeah. and. and and she gave back to the community yep. and always had a smile on her face. And appreciated everything. And, yeah. And she yeah. appreciated everything yep. and treated everybody so good. I yep. watched her work and she, she'd just sit there and take pictures all day long and everything else with people. And and, and she loved what she was doing. And she, she went out way too young. But, uh, yes, sir. You know, God bless her memory, you know. And I'm thankful for the time I did get to spend with her and get to know her a little bit. And, uh, she will be missed. So it's been a, it's been a kind of a kind of a tough summer, you know, with some oh. what's going on with Kai and what's going on what, what happened to Jesse and stuff like that. So that's why we got to live life to the fullest every day and build bikes and go ride them and go uh, you know go share our, our, our what we know and with other people and, and share our bikes off at these bike shows. That's why they're so important. The bike shows that you do. Just think about it. If he didn't do the bike shows and I didn't do what I did, because Easy Rider's not doing bike shows anymore. Yeah. Uh, where would these people go to show their bikes? Hey, we just and, went through and, that and, here in Pittsburgh. We just had a bike show for the first time in years. Yeah. Here, yeah. That we used to do. And like these people are so appreciative to bring the culture back to, yeah. you know, and it was you know, a great show. So yeah. I saw pictures of it online and it yeah. was a great show. And, and, See, and, and people think we make money off these shows. We lose money. No, off these yeah, shows. you're not kidding. That was <laughs> you know, 14, I, the 14 time I take hours. off of work, and then I then I put the put you know put a rolling chassis away. Yeah, you know, build a rolling chassis to give away, and all this other stuff that we do, and the, the posters, and and, and the, getting all the setup, getting ready to go. And the friends at the end that of the show day, and, the, and then and then you then you put on a free bike show, 
And people go, wow, they must be making money. So yep. no, you don't. The only reason I do this is to get back to a community that's been so good to me. I want a place for everybody to show off their bikes. And to have you guys coming clear across country is such a coup for us. <laughs> that's going to gonna be say, a blast. You know, Cycle Source Magazine is going to be here. And it's a good chance you might be able to take a look at your bike and it might be something that's worthy yep. of the magazine. You know? so, so people are excited about that, that you guys are coming. Well, I'm it's excited, gonna, it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a blast. You know, like we're yeah. we're super looking forward to the I mean we're 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 not gonna have lately. A, we're not gonna have a lot of fun. <laughs> we're very disappointed we have to drive it's and gonna, come out there. Be, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be just work and you're gonna be dead oh, tired. Gonna be so horrible. Yeah, we're, we're, you're, you're stay, I got you staying in a dump. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right, Mondo, because Missy came on, and next year she and I are going to come out and oh, cover the show, and go. the boys there can stay go. home. So yeah. we're just we're going to trade years here. No, Plans already set. I, yeah, I got to be honest with you. While everyone's on air listening to this, so Heather, while I'm coming out to Reno, Heather's running up to to uh, Boston to go see family and stuff, and she got a personal invite. For Mr. Pirowitz to come to his fall foliage run, which is going to be going on nice. around the same time. Yeah, so, I don't think nice. they're going to make yeah. it, but the grandchildren yeah, are going to take precedence. Dave's got a hell of a shop, and it's really worth yeah, it. Go take a look at his shop. And, Without and a doubt. All the memorabilia he's got there, and, and he's such a great guy. So, yep. yeah, I've had the honor of going to his shop. And, and uh, yeah, if you, if you get a chance, go do that. Go see, go see Dave. So tell everybody oh, real quick uh, where where can they keep up to date like up to minute last minute announcements or anything for American Heat Custom Bike Show. Okay, uh, Street Vibrations and it's in Reno. It's just something that like I say going to be the twenty fifth year, and uh, you can just go on the line online to Street Vibrations, and uh, uh, we put on the bike show inside the Reno Ballroom, and so it's an indoor show. It doesn't cost anything to. to Put your bike in. We got a lot of cl- different classes. Um, it's, it's free to get into the show, and it just you know come by and say hello. You know we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little tribute to um, Easy Rider the movie. We're gonna get get some Easy Rider bikes and put them together in a little scene. They're gonna have a that uh, a big deal from the old uh, show on TV called Then Came Bronson. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Show. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're gonna have that deal there. Paco's going to have a huge display. Uh, like I said, uh, Cycle Source, Easy Rider, uh, Chopper Magazine. You know, it's a good place to be seen, you know, to, to bring your bike there to so they can be seen. And, um, you know, just there's a lot of other things going on there, too. I've got I got to give a shout-out to uh, Chicano Yank. Chicano Yank is uh, uh, Rudy Alva from Sacramento, and they're going to bring up all the Mexican lowrider bikes. They've been mm-hmm. doing that for a couple of years. And these are the ones with the Aztec Indians painted on them, all the all the engraving and everything else. And that's a beautiful culture. Uh, you know, they're bikers too, and and they're going to bring up a whole entourage of bikes just so that we can appreciate and look and appreciate their whole culture and their bikes. So we're going to have that contingency of the lowrider bikes there. So that's uh, something you don't see very often, you know. Yeah. And, and so we'll, you'll be able to see the choppers, the lowrider bikes, and. And I've also got, well, I'm going to make one more announcement, if you don't mind. The following weekend, October 5th, in um, Antioch, California, at the Contra Costa Fairgrounds, we're putting on a bike show the following Saturday with the Red and White. And Chicago Joe and I are putting on an indoor bike show there for their, then they're, they're about 20 years into 
doing this event every year and they asked me to come on board this year and help them put on the bike show so i'm excited about that so i'd like to get the people that are coming to our bike show here in reno to the following weekend jump up to right north of san francisco and we'll, we'll do another bike show and, and uh, so that's that's exciting you know there's just good things happening you know it's it's uh uh, and then don't forget Chopper Chopper Fest, um, yeah. Man Chopper Fest coming up in December, the first week of December, and, and that's always a blast. Those guys down there are so good to us. We just so had we're gonna, just we're had gonna, Tori gonna, on last week. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna finish this year with a bang. You know, we're gonna get some bike shows and, and places. Uh, Chris and I might actually be out there for Chopper Fest this year. Yeah, I we're, think we're we're, we're, come, we're please, shooting please. for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice to have you guys there. Every, every couple uh, years we hit that one. Yeah, and that's a great show. Those guys, the father and son, they put on a great, great show. I'm very hospitable. And just yep. uh, and you get the West Coast flavor with some of the some of the guys and a lot of the young guys in their bikes. And, and I've seen a lot of good stuff. Well, I've got to tell you what I was impressed with this year was the Mike Lichter show and the oh. quality of the bikes and your bike yep. there. The bike that you built it was just unbelievable. But you look at all the bikes around there; they're all unbelievable. Yeah, it really was. That whole show, that whole show this was, was the crazy. Best collection guy. of motorcycles I've seen in one place that I've ever seen. You know, and I've been to a lot of shows. And yep. The collection of bikes that, that your bike was in, and, and uh, you know, you I know you got you and Mark busted ass and, and Heather on that bike and took down to the last minute to get it there, and, and uh, it was such a beautiful, beautiful motorcycle. And, oh, thank and, you. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Paco's right next to you, Kyle's bike, yep. and just you go on and on, and every one of those bikes would just you stop and you've seen everything, and you go and look at the next bike, and then just the attention to detail and stuff like that. I was completely blown away. Yeah, you by can the spend of bikes this year. You can spend hours in that room, just yeah, walking and looking. Quality of bikes, and then and then sitting down and talking to the builders. Yep. A lot of these guys are unknown builders, but they're known now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're workspace for themselves. And, and, God, this thing of ours is in good hands. You know, these, all these young up-and-coming guys building the bikes. And those are the guys that we, we need to feature at our bike shows or these new up-and-comers. And, you know, I invite a lot of those guys to come to our shows and, and, uh, and show off their stuff because, man, they're doing some amazing work. At, yes, your, at your bike show, at, at your bike show in Sturgis, there's... And one guy had two or three bikes that were just off the hook. <laughs> That's actually his bike. His bike's on the cover this month. I know exactly who well, you're talking about. Be. That Hawk Lachey. Yeah. Yep. That yep. kid's killing it. He's killing it with the shit he's doing. Yep. I know. It just. It just. I look at his stuff and I go, man, I got to step up my game. This guy. <laughs> you know, this young guy is unbelievable. You that know, was. What a, what a, a lot of your game that put that bike there. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, buddy. Yeah. You, still, you can yeah. keep, you don't have to step up anymore. Yeah, you're it's time good. for them not you're to good. step up. Yeah, it's time for everybody to step up and try and compete with the old guys, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah, it's funny because so. now we can consider ourselves the old guys because oh. at this point, we are the old guys. So. Well, and that's, that's all right. We've learned it. Right, and, right. And, uh, and you got to remember for you young guys out there, we blazed the trails. So you can go around looking cool now. Yeah. We were, the, <laughs> we, we, were the, we were the ones that were targeted by the cops. That's what I was just going to say. Long hairs and, and the, gone to jail and yep, everything and the else. The long hairs yeah. and the tattoos and the, oh, God. Those little yeah. bastards, they, they don't even know what riding a river road means. Yeah, man. they have no clue. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You didn't. <laughs> yeah, then, you didn't you do know, it. We were, it was, I was raising. I was raising San Bernardino, which is Purdue. It's a bike capital of the world. And boy, did I see some stuff growing up. Yeah, you know? 
Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you, you didn't ride that river road because it was the fast way home. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk, talk about talk about profiling. Yeah, you know? that's where it all started. You know, and uh, so we lived through it, and we're here, and, and uh, loud and proud as we always have been, and, and uh, continue to do this stuff. And you guys do your part by covering it and, and being a part. You know, the thing about you guys in Cycle Source, you, you're not only uh, do a fantastic magazine, but you live the life and build the bikes. Yeah. You know, and, and the bikes, you know, I saw your bike this year at, at the liquors deal. I go, wow, man, you have really stepped up your game with you guys with your custom bikes. And, oh, we, and we're lucky we got know, to stick you around. Guys for, you guys are a force to be reckoned with now. You've, you've earned, your, earned your badge, you know, and, and uh, just keep building those beautiful bikes. You can just feature your own bikes in the magazine. <laughs> 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 okay. There's the problem. <laughs> We're going to need a new zip code for their heads. So just, <laughs> you know, and then it's hard to get rid of them, huh? I, don't, Dude, I can't. Exactly, he, won't. Yeah. he doesn't sell any of them. They're exactly. all here. Yeah, they're, they're your babies. And, yeah. and you go, you know, when I have one leave the fold, I always go, oh. <laughs> see, like see, all the work you put into these. Yeah, things, they become a party of that's you, for sure. You just need to build a bigger garage. Yeah, that <laughs> would exactly. Be, that'd be so nice. Exactly, that's what keeps me broke. What keeps me smiling, you know, are <laughs> yep. the bikes. But uh, I, I built some new bikes this year that you're going to see at the show, and nobody's seen them yet. And right I think you're going to like like a couple of the new ones that I just did. And so it's, we're going to have a blast, and it's coming up soon. So we got two bike shows coming up. Well, you know, this one this week, next weekend, and the one right after it in San Francisco. So, so you know, an opportunity to get out here and see everybody, and come see Sugar Bear and all the rest of the people that that you've heard about and talked to, and you know, thought and saw them in the magazines for years. Now you're going to be able to sit down and have a conversation with them, and they're bringing bikes, and you, I know you guys are bringing up some of your bikes, and and. Uh, you know, East meets West. Yeah, this, yes, this sir. Is exciting. This is exciting. Well, right on, man. Listen, we can't we can't tell you how much we appreciate because I I bet you're going crazy already getting ready for the show, and we appreciate well, I'm this excited time. About, and I, I, I was talking to Gerald today, and, he, and I was sweeping in the corners of the shop, cleaning up the shop, and goes, "What are you doing?" I just, we got company coming. Yeah, <laughs> <and cameras. laughs> yeah there's going to be people here that take pictures. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So then we were cleaning the shop today. So I want you to comment and go, wow, what a clean shop. Yeah, right on. <laughs> so, All right. you know what, uh, Heather, we'll see you next time and I'll see you soon. Hopefully, I'll see you. In, in, Hopefully, uh, we'll see you at Chopper Dave Fest. Mann. Yes. For sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you at Dave Mann and, and, uh, I uh, love what you guys are doing. Thank you for what you're doing and appreciate it from all of us in the industry. You know, that we appreciate what you guys are doing to keep this thing uh, out front where it should be. And, and uh, to all you people out there, it's uh, nice chatting with you. And hope to see you in person. And if you ever have any questions or anything I can help you with, just give me a call here at Denver Chop or something. All right, man. Thank you so much for being on. All today. right. I love you guys. Love you too, brother. Love you, we'll Mondo. see you real soon. See you, right. see you in a couple days. See you soon. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye. I this is going to be an awesome weekend. Shut up. God, Roadside Noah. Marty is here. No, Noah is here. Roadside, Roadside. here. Noah is Roadside. here. Roadside. Noah. Yeah. Kiefer. Noah. Kiefer. Everybody's here. Speaking Chris of Noah, did, is home ill. Did we find our? Um, did we find our air, air shifter? shifter? We keep forgetting. Yeah. We keep forgetting to text you back, <laughs> Noah. Noah, air shifter. <laughs> so, real quick before we go on, go, ahead. go too far off tangent. Any of the new people in this business that are opening shops, I want you to go back to the beginning when Mondo came on 
and talked about what he does. If, if somebody makes time to come to your shop or buy your product, make time for them back. Yep. Like that for me, if anybody takes anything from, takes anything away from Mondo, take that from him. Um, if, cause time, time is so valuable to people. So not only are they giving you their time, they're probably buying products from you. Like just take that away as a lesson for him. Cause a few weeks ago I met a relatively new shop owner and, um, I said, I mentioned a phone number and I'm like, Oh, I'll just get it off your website. He's like, yeah, it's not on there. I'm like, really? He says, yeah, I don't have time for customer service. <laughs> you want people to buy, spend their hard-earned money on your product, but you're not going to give them time to answer questions about your product? No bueno. Mm. Sorry, hard pass on that one. Mm. Yeah, if people are going to give you time and money, make a little time for them. Right on. That's my rant, Sorry. No, no, it's good, man. Um, one more time, I want to remind you guys, though, at this time of the show, we're coming to you live from the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have another episode of Shop Talk, and you can help perpetuate that on all seven of our social media channels. That's a couple different Facebooks, YouTube Live, um, Instagram Live. We even have a Twitch TV channel that this goes out live. You can share those links. Make sure your friends know. Put the notifications on so you know when we go live, you come live with us, and we're all live, and we're you know, shooting the shit about motorcycles and doing motorcycle shit with motorcycle people, having motorcycle fun. Did you say motorcycle? Motorcycle. I don't want a pickle. I like pickles. <laughs> um, you know what I do like? What do you like? Pizza. I like pizza. I like pizza. Oh, God. <laughs> She touched my well, peppy, Steve. Uh, okay. We need one week wow. where that movie does not get referenced. It's a great movie. <sighs> Just saying. If you could do it, tell me you wouldn't punch four of you so you can have way more help. I know you would. Oh, Absolutely. As long as I didn't end up with... A peppy, Steve? <laughs> right. Got you. And there are some days that I think we're there anyway yes, with the um, first one. I question, I so, question most of the time. As also, you can so. see... From the 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 <laughs> chat box over on the side, we don't expect you to just sit there and listen to us go on and on. We want you to participate in the show. You're welcome to send along your comments, concerns, bitches, gripes, advice. Give us some guest ideas, people that you want us to talk to. Yeah, for the love of God, tell us who you want to hear from. And uh, it all comes up here, you know. Beauty um, suggestions. Use an alias. Mark, if, you're beautiful. Uh, you know, I can't promise yeah. that we'll protect your identity, so that's up to you. <laughs> we will not protect your identity. Nope. No. <laughs> we're throwing you under the bus. So, uh, real, real quick, we're going to take a break and do a little bit of business for the show. And when we come back, we're going to move on to our second guest of the evening. So, stick around. Shop Talk will be right back with you. We've had a chance to track down Galfer. It doesn't matter if it's Sturgis, Daytona, or MotoGP. They have an application for it. But the, uh, the big oversized rotors are what people have been asking for. And, man, have you gone big in 2020. Yeah, you know, you guys asked, and we wanted to make sure that we delivered. So check it out right here. We have our 13-inch rotor and a 12-and-a-half-inch rotor. Bigger and better, right? So the big thing with these guys is you're going to have a lot more braking efficiency because you're going to have all that leverage. So this is still going to be our laser cut, Virgin 420 stainless steel. We'd like to see somebody warp this, to be honest. These are really big, really awesome rotors. And all you need is a bracket from our friends at Speed Merchant, and you're ready to go. 
Folks, if you move your caliper back a little bit, you can have all the braking power you want in the world, and you can have the same technology they count on for MotoGP. Those guys won't even bolt it on their bike unless it's amazing. Gelfer has always been that. Now, we haven't forgot about the old bikes either, have we? We can get fitment all the way back as far as... Oh, I don't even know off the top of my head. We have almost over 95,000 listings. We have literally thousands of listings. It goes way back. We've been doing this since the 40s. So as you can imagine, it goes back pretty far. So if you don't see it, give us a call and we can check it out for you. Folks, if you want to know more about Gelfer, get with your Parts Unlimited and Drag Rep and find out what they're bringing to you in 2020. Okay, back live with you here at Shop Talk. You know, it's funny, as the commercial for the Motorcycle Riders Foundation is playing, Lance Baxter comes in from social media and says, Hi guys, finally made it. Just got home from a charity ride with Florida Eagle Riders. Get organized. Get Great organized. Yeah, so whatever organization, whether you're a card-carrying AMA member, which I am, MRF member, which I am, you know, a bait member, which I am. You have to. You have to be part of these organizations. As motorcycling comes down off of that, everybody's doing it. There's three bikes in every garage. There's more opportunities for the government to slip across red regulation without us knowing about it. The EPA is always on the lookout to stick one in a motorcycle. So don't let it happen. Get involved. Get organized. Just like Lance said, get organized. Be part of it. And that's the message for that. So box Sunday. <laughs> well, there you go. So, Heather, why don't you introduce our next guest? All right. Hopefully, I don't massacre his name. Um, hold on. Let me give. Let me give you our next guest <laughs> phone number. <laughs> hey, Mark, talk about something there we else. Go. So, go. So, no, I, you know. um, so it's Joe Stazione oh, again. Hopefully, I don't massacre your name, Joe. Joe Stazione or Joe or Staz. He is the Wind Therapy Program Director for Twenty Two Kill. Yeah. Um, nice. For those of you who don't know what Twenty Two Kill is, I urge you go to two two k i l l dot com and read about it. They are working so hard to raise awareness for our veterans and first responders. Um, on average. 22 veterans die by suicide every day. That was a statistic from 20 uh, from 2012. In 2015, 20 I'm sorry, 2013, 22 kill started the initiative to raise awareness. It was it started as a social media movement and then became an official 501c3 in 2015. Um, 
but they're just out there trying to do good in traditional therapeutic ways and non-traditional ways, such as wind therapy and um, there's so many other things. I'm not going to talk that much about it. We're going to get Joe on here so he can tell you all the good work that they're doing for the people who work every day for us and for our freedom. So let's see if we can get Joe on the phone, please. Hello. Joe, how you doing? You're live on Shop Talk. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for taking some time with us tonight to be on the show. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. So first, Joe, this is Heather. I've been communicating with you throughout the day. Um, first of all, I want to thank you for your service. I believe you are a U.S. Marine. Is that correct? Yep, it is. Thank so, you. Thank you very much for your service. Um, from a Marine mom to a Marine, I, I truly appreciate everything you've sacrificed for for our country and and those around the world. But um, tell us about 22 Kill first off. Let's start with that. So 22 Kill is a veteran empowerment organization for a mental health nonprofit that um, provides traditional and non-traditional therapy options for veterans, first responders, and their families at no cost. Incredible. And how did you become part of 22 Kill? Uh, I lived in Phoenix for a while, uh, about 15 years. I started a um, veteran motorcycle ride out there, and it became one of the biggest veteran motorcycle rides in the state. Um, me and Jimmy Mack, one of the guys that has been with 22 Kills since the very beginning, started talking around that time. And it was right around the time that their push-up initiative had started. And the big thing was reaching 22 million push-ups across the world raising awareness for veteran suicide. So that year, it was a pretty big push for them, and I caught wind of it. I gave them a call, and I said to them, I said, hey, I can offer you 700-plus people to come out and do push-ups all at once. So they came out to Phoenix for my second-year run, and we've been good friends, and I've been a part of the organization ever since. Started working for them officially last October. Right on. Now... Wind therapy director. Yes. I, I assume you've been a longtime motorcyclist. Uh, I've I, I've been riding since about two thousand. Okay. And uh, what? Where did the therapy part come in for you? Where did you say, okay, this is doing good for me? Let's see if it can do good for others. So, kind of along the same lines as where I became involved with Twenty Two Kill. I, I got out of court in 2003 and really did not know what to do with my life. Uh, I tried a lot of different things. I was I worked in a mortgage business. I pumped concrete. I was a laborer. I tried to fit every stereotype that was out there, just trying to fit a mold and trying to figure out where I fit in. Because when a when a military they let you out of service, they really don't teach you how to do anything else. And they, they let you go, and it's you're pretty much on your own to figure things out. So about 2009, I bought my first Harley and had been riding here and there, but really didn't find anything. The street bike scene wasn't for me. Uh, I had crashed pretty bad in 2007, swore bikes off for a little bit, and then I bought my first Harley. And that was where things changed. Um, a few years later is when I met 22Kill and came up with a concept of things that we like to see 
and that was where when I started when I started riding was when I kind of really started to figure out where I belong and if it could help me it was it was bound to help somebody else you know you know Joe this has been something that we've talked about a lot lately and I mean this is Chris by the way all the way back to when I was a kid and my mom and dad were printing T-shirts and doing, you know, doing Agent Orange T-shirts. We were actually selling Agent Orange T-shirts to help friends and family that were affected by that. And like, you know, through the generations, we just had this conversation through the generations. Like we've become more aware of the need for transition between the two worlds for, for active service. And like just just to think about the fact that some of the ways that you guys are doing this is is you know so so down to the basis of motorcycle like for for a lot of us we came from rough upbringing and you know ha- had a hard time socially finding our way and the same things that you're talking about we found our way to motorcycles we found a piece in it through that process of being out on the road and clearing your mind and like you know it, it sets you straight and to think about that 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 thing was there in so many different ways so many different lifestyles finding your way and finding that peace happens on that motorcycle it's, it, it's incredible i think it brings you to people that also have issues that you can get to right you know, community you get to yep. communicate with and then help you through things and you know it opens up the doors it, it breaks the barriers sometimes so that's a huge part of it a couple of things that you guys just mentioned so the way that I, I people that come up to the booth when we're out wherever whatever state we might be in husband and wife is a perfect example and any place that I go I usually have another staff member with me and most of them are vets and a lot of the guys that uh that work for 22 kill just happen to be brains. So when somebody comes up and they ask, you know, well, what is wind therapy and how does it, how does this relate to some sort of therapy or bonding or anything like that? It's a real easy, a real easy thing to me and my brothers have built a bond through hardship in, in the service. doesn't matter what branch you're in. We've all gone through the same thing at some point or another. So when we meet veterans, there's an immediate correlation between our services, no matter what they would be. When you meet a veteran biker, you've gone through the same thing, so you have that common bond plus the motorcycle side of it. Mm-hmm. Now, where it builds further from that is the hardships of the road. And this is the commonality between civilian, veteran, anybody that rides a motorcycle, is the hardship and the, and the bonds that are built through the hardships that you go through on the road. You ride, through, you ride with a group of people, two people, husband and wife, doesn't matter. You're going through the weather together. You're going through the road conditions together. You're going through the bike breaks down, breakdowns together. Whatever it is, you're doing it together. And it's building that bond. And it's the same thing, type of thing that we look for as soon as, like, when we get out. And that's one of the hardest things to transition from is to having your best friends sleeping next to you in your barracks room, going to eat together, PTing together, doing everything for however long you're in together. And then you get out and you don't have those people anymore. You're left by yourself. So this is this is our way of giving pretty much that same brotherhood and building those bonds through camaraderie in the road. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now tell us a little bit more about the actual wind therapy program. I see on here um, it's a multi-phase program, and it starts with a Learn to Ride Academy. So yeah. it's not necessarily people who are already in the motorcycle community, but you take new riders right so this is where things really become cool with this program because because of harlem because it'll learn to ride programs all over the country 
if I get somebody that's in the outskirts of wherever it might be, not necessarily Dallas, where I, I have two dealerships in Dallas that we deal with, but if I get anybody from anywhere else in the country, they call me up, email me. I call the dealership closest to them, and I, I build a relationship with that dealership, and I get that individual the class taken care of. What this is doing for us is it's building this program. It'll be one of the, our only uh, major programs that can actually be in all 50 states because of the Learn to Ride program. And that's where we kind of look for the veteran rider side of it as we're doing this and we're meeting people all over the country to kind of pick up the new riders that are that they're meeting through social media or at events that we might be hosting somewhere and mentor them and help them to understand how this how this community works. That's one part of it, the learn to ride. Now what we're building into next year is more uh, more more programming type rides, more group rides, more ride retreats. We're um, we're touring with JFD Cycle again next year to all the big rallies. So the hope is to take veterans to each rally and then culminate on surges with a large group of vets. So they'll be able to experience the culture, the um, the brotherhood of riding and the, the bonding of building on the road, and as well as that working with 22 Kill at some of our uh, at some of our locations to see what it is that we do. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Now. Um if somebody wants to get involved with 22 Kill or wants to help in some way, what can the general public do where's to help? Where's the opportunity? Yeah, where's the opportunity Volunt- for us? Volunteer. If there's anybody from any Harley dealerships that are out there listening, they can hit me up. Um, I'm looking for any any dealership that would willing, be willing to do the Learn to Ride classes with us. Uh, Joe at 22kill.com. If anybody's looking to just get involved with 22 Kill in general, Look up, look up on our website and uh, go under just information and request information, and we'll plug you into the system. Depending on where, on where you are in the country and where we're traveling next year, we could always use volunteers to help. Right on. And you guys do all sorts of different programs aside from the, the um, excuse me, the wind therapy program. So it's not just, you also offer traditional programs yes. as well, traditional therapy um, so and group therapy and things our, like that as well, correct? Right. Most of our staff is, is licensed accredited counselors between oh, okay. our Dallas and Fort Worth office. Right now we're working um, we're working on getting a telehealth system built and processed through the chain that it needs to. I'm not really familiar with that side of it, but people will be able to call in on, on the counseling side. No matter where you're at in the country, though, if you need anything we're a resource. We're a bank of resource at this point. So we can point oh, really no matter where they're at in the country. That's fantastic. So I've posted, um, for those of you that want to find out more about 22Kill, I've posted a link to that website. And I'm also posting, <clears throat> excuse me, a link specifically to the volunteer page if anybody... Um, is a motorcycle safety instructor, that's specifically what they're looking for. So you can go there and get more information there. That'd be awesome. Outstanding. Yeah, I, think, I think it's great that it, it's somebody like you that's involved, that's been there, that's coming back instead of it being a government or a hospital. Because these people are able to talk to people like you and they know that you understand what they're going through. And they know that this helped you and it may help them that open up a little bit faster to you. So I think it's a pretty awesome Awesome setup, what's going on here. Our hope for next year is exactly that. So 
we're gonna we plan on camping with these guys and as we do like you said we have our traditional side of it we have a couple of other programs that we deal with and uh we're kind of combining things and doing a little bit of work together to be able to provide an experience for these guys where they don't leave with you know just a couple phone numbers in their phone they're leaving with brothers they're leaving with a group of people that they know that yeah right they can build off of right so you know the motorcycle community is there for them because i'll tell you what out of any place that I've been, anything that I've ever done, the motorcycle community is one of the most giving and charitable communities I've ever been around. Absolutely. And when, you, when you're an accepted organization in the motorcycle community, you're not just that. You're family to them. Right. And it's it's a pretty epic thing to be involved with this type of this type of group of people. Well, you know, that that's what I was saying at the beginning, man. Just like that, there's there's some of us like the the ways that we grew up. I mean, obviously we didn't we didn't actually see the the same kind of horrors that go on in in real battle. But like some of the ways that a few of us grew up, there's as much there's as much trauma and you know yeah. social things that come out of how we grew up. Like I, I grew up in some some pretty rough surroundings, and like it left me it left me without a community. You know, it left me really on the outside of a whole bunch of stuff and trying to figure out what life meant because on one end of things I'm I'm seeing the the crazy shit that was my home life. I go to school and I would see kids that had regular lives and it was like I couldn't make I couldn't make sense of the parallels. And it wasn't until, you know, I was into my teenage years and I found motorcycle people that literally became my family because they started and these were guys at the time that were back from Nam, you know what I mean? And like they brought me in and they 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 taught me values they taught me how to be a man they made me part of the family and it was it was that family that saved me man absolutely i ride i do ride with a club a motor a veteran club and it's probably one of the best decisions that i personally made in my entire life because i can honestly say out of, out of all the people that i know in the motorcycle community and as, a, as close as I am with these guys, I can call any one of them anywhere in the country, and they'll they'll be wherever I need them to be if I need the help. Yeah. And it's you know it's it's all part of it. We're we've all been through the same type of things. Like I said, every branch has their this or that that makes it different. But we've all been through similar situations. Yes, sir. Right on. Well, Joe, thank you for coming on last minute. I'm so glad we finally got a chance to talk to you. Uh, if you can just close us out by telling everybody where to follow and stay in touch with what's going on at 22 Kill and how they can help, that would be outstanding. So first of all, if you're a, if you're a veteran motorcyclist and, uh, in the community already, if you go onto our page, um, you go under other other pages and 22 kill you'll find a wind therapy page please like it or ask to join it and i'll i'll accept your request we look for help from all like from the motorcycle community all over the country and this is how we're going to kind of spread some of the word around the, of things that we're doing within the uh veteran motorcycle community 22kill.com is our website um 22 kill just 22 kill is our facebook and 22 kill actual is our instagram so you can follow us on any of those platforms. Feel free to message and ask any questions of anything that we got. Excellent. Right on, thank you so much for being here with us and, and all you're doing, too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your service. Thank you for continuing to support the veterans. If there's anything that CycleSource can do to help you guys further your cause, you have my number. Just give me a yep. call. Absolutely. It's been great, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Right. Yes, Thanks, sir. Joe. Thanks, man. Bye. You know... 
just just hearing the name of that organization, like because I've I've been privy to the the explanation of it, it yeah. just it sends a chill in in through my body every time I hear the name of that because it's like it's so heavy. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. So heavy. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think it's it was kismet or fate or whatever that we happened to have him on tonight based on the conversation that we had yesterday. Yeah. And out of the blue, actually, Jack, Jack shit, sent me his number today, yeah. just out of the blue. Not even a request for, for anything. And, uh, and that was, I'm so glad we got to do that. And again, if you guys are motorcycle safety rider instructors, they need you. Yep. So. Right on, man. So um, if you're coming in late, thanks for checking out the show tonight. Shop Talk coming to you live every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through the courtesy of the Russ Brown Motorcycle Attorney Studio. We want to thank Russ Brown, not only Russ Brown, but we want to take a minute here during this time of the show and thank Lucas Oil, um, Buffalo Chip Campground, Hot Leathers, Motion Pro, Bikernet.com, um, Dennis Kirk, SNS, Drag Specialties, Drag Specialties, Metzler, and Biker's Choice, all who help further the show by carrying the feed and, and bringing our bullshit into your living room. So thank you to them. Uh, thank you guys for sharing, and like tonight especially, right? They're off the hook with sharing. Yeah, 148 shares. Awesome. Can we get two more to reach 150? <laughs> Can, I get, yeah. Can I, I get a hell yeah? Come on. Can I get a hell yeah? Can I get a hell yeah? What band was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was it? That was a Cherokee line. Oh, my Rob God. Rob Bidos and Eric Christian just, Christensen just joined us. Rob, I chose your video tonight because I saw you in it. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you got you got the drag specialties parts unlimited video because you you were in it. <laughs> so um, it's great to be a rock star, isn't it? <laughs> it's good to be the king. <laughs> uh, ditch, please. Ditch. ditch is here tonight. Hi, Ditch. So we don't have a lot of time left for the show, but uh, I'm going to take through our new technology. Oh boy! Wait, now I gotta I gotta bring up the artwork for this and turn off the Do Not Disturb the, all, all, at, the <laughs> all at the same time. time. You know that thing's you can kicking tell, your ass. You can tell when you're getting old when shit just becomes more difficult. This is the call-in number. I'm going to take one caller tonight, one caller only. The next person to call in to 412-204-7432 gets to talk with us live on Shop Talk. We're only going to do one caller tonight, and we're going to do that while we go through the last couple bits of event information that we have. Um, let's not forget the Hella Megator. <laughs> I'm glad we're just down to the gunshot. Just uh, play the gunshot from here. In, in short order, coming up at the Lone Star Rally, the very last part of October, 1st of November, our bike show is going to be going on down there. Um, tons of stuff going on at the Lone Star Rally, one of our favorite events throughout the oh, year. Yeah. Our rodeo games happen there and the In Motion show. We're going to be bringing you more all through next week about events and happenings at Lone Star, so stick stick around for that. Um, obviously we've been talking all through this show that Mark and I are on the way to Reno. Um, <laughs> whatever Heather's we not, reached 150. Heather's Thank you. Real happy about we got it. the hell. Yeah. See, we got the 150. You guys are awesome. And we didn't get a caller tonight, so we're moving oh. on. Oh boy. Oh geez. Your mom said, get over it by get the it. way. Mom. <laughs> right. That's nice. Not nice. Oh, real quick, can I thank people? I want to thank everybody that's donated to my fundraiser um, in memory of my dad. I reached $1,000. Uh, my goal was 500 
due to everybody's generosity, we're at a thousand. It's nice. still open for another eight days or so. If I could hit two thousand, that'd be the bomb. See, never enough, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. Wait a minute. It's all for charity. It goes straight to the prostate cancer foundation. Ask for a hell yeah. So, work for the it worked for the shares. Yeah. Hey, I'm trying to save your peepees. <laughs> You're trying to save the peepees? Trying to save the peepees. Dude, you should so totally get t-shirts made like that. Save the peepees. Well, wow, maybe you can get jack shit. You should he have already a, does you, the boobies. You should actually have the shirt say, save, save, the, pe- save the peppies. Save the peppies. <laughs> the peppies. Save the oh, peppies. my God. I'm going to do that. That's going to be our my new fundraiser. Jack, save, save jack does the, the peppies. boobies. Can we get Diane? Save the peppies. Yeah. Save the peppies, Steve. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, you stuck on that one? That you go, you good through. to go? We allowed, we allowed to move on now? Oh, Chris Summer Simmons, peepees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, show's going to shit oh, right boy. in front of my very eyes. And you know where it all, all started? Sudden, the Hella Megator. With the Hella Megator. Oh, I can't wait till this is over. Dude, while you're sleeping one night, I'm going to get a, one of them kids glue on tattoos and put that on your forehead. <laughs> you could just do it in Sharpie. Or you Jack could- shit just said, she touched my peppy, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. That's right. So, All right, man, no, listen. Mark, you could let him tattoo you the way... You oh, could let you, I, I he could let you tattoo I him the that. way you ta- oh. tattooed you. Listen, oh. one more time we would remind you guys... That uh, at the top of the hour we made you aware of the um, of the injuries to one of our AFT brethren. Um, please go to you. You put the link up. Yes, for this? I did. Please go to uh, the feed here, and you can get a link for the the um, accident fund that they're putting together. Uh, our hearts and prayers again go out to his whole family. Jack is just repeating himself now. <laughs> she touched my peppy. She touched my peppy. He's pretty hey. excited. That's a, at least it's sticking there with the bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, we're going to wrap this one up, pull this into the house, and uh, call it a night. I'm your host, Chris Callen, joined by Mark and Heather. Thank you so much for letting us inside your headspace for a little while with Shop Talk. Tune in every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time-ish. Ish. We'll bring you 90 to 120 minutes of all the bullshit we can fit. Um, I guess that's about it. Yeah, until next fun. week. We do motorcycle shit. We always do motorcycle shit. With motorcycle people. (laughs) Same. Chopper time. Same chopper channel. Shop talk.